Welcome to the Kinky Cast, a sexually explicit podcast. If you are under 18 years of age, stop the podcast now. This is episode 196 of our weekly exploration in the kinky world of BDSM and alternative relationships. Views expressed are not representative of the management of the kinky cast. We welcome guests with opposing viewpoints. Today, we bring you Malicious Moon visiting the studio to talk about Dom Myths. Here's your host, Woody and the Beast. Thanks, Max, and welcome to another edition of the Kinky Cast. Again, we have people in the studio, Beast. Yes, Woody, you remodeled, and I love the decor edition. Well, you know, are you just noticing? Well, I think the blonde was a little hard to hide. True, <laughs> true. So she must be new. <laughs> yes, well, um, she has been in the seat before, but not with a microphone in front of her. No, no, no. No, I just hope that she remembers what she's supposed to do with the mic and not what she might be taking hey, hey, to do. Hey, 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 Oh, well, okay. Hey, I'll be a good guest. boy. I'll be a good boy. So who's our guest? Hello, Miss Moon. Hello. We have the lovely Malicious Moon with us today. She's a Nashville area uh, dame. And she's going to, we're bringing a little extra uh, dom to the discussion today yeah, so we're kind of doming up yes we're yes doming up. a while back we had a mast meeting here at the studios and uh the subject was dom myths yes and the and the subs were in another room yes coming up with their own set of of myths sub myths as sub -myths, it were yeah and we thought that this might make a good podcast. We shame we didn't have our mics on then. Yes. You know, it would have been uh, interesting because we came up with some really groundbreaking things. I, either that or it's stuff that we've known the whole time. <laughs> I can never remember. Well, uh, many of the things we come up with are things that we actually know that might not be comfortable to admit sometimes. The Dom is always in charge, right? Uh, that's true. The Dom is always in charge. Always. Nothing else interferes with the Dom being in charge. Right. <laughs> That's it. How's that working for you, Moon? Um, yeah. It's, uh, it doesn't really work that way for it, me. It doesn't? No. What, you mean life gets in the way? Yeah, I have all these responsibilities that tend to overlap my kinky lifestyle. Yeah, and, you know, some people have kids and extended families, and somehow they get priority over our playtime. I don't know why. Well, kids are kids are the ultimate tops. How dare they? Oh, yes. yes. I mean, they, they are they're such demanding They're little creatures. time snatchers. Yeah. And they will completely uh, take a play session and make it go away. Yes. Instantly. Instantly. They, they are mood zappers. <laughs> And then there's always the brother-in-law that drops in uh, for an unannounced visit. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, mine are all grown kids, so it's the grown kids dropping in. Grown kids are fine, but they mine don't know the you're in the lifestyle. grown kids being there. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. And they knock at the door at the most inopportune times. And then there's the cop with, with the radar gun. 
With a radar gun? Yes. That, that it stops the submissive. And I have to keep on trying to argue with him. She was following my order, so you can't write her a ticket. He doesn't. Because, act, after you're, all, your orders are stronger than his. Yes. Aren't they? Yeah. Well, and, you know, when uh, somebody comes to the door, I just say, here, hold this whip. And then I go to the door and no problem at all. And, and of course, I'm always dressed appropriate for the moment. Yes. Uh, well, if, uh, chaps, bottomless chaps. Well, all chaps are bottomless, aren't they? <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, we had that discussion back itself a number of years ago. Yeah. Assless chaps. Assless chaps. Moon, what about your your bottoms? Are you always in control with them? Oh, you know. Oh, let me. That let's let's hear your secrets yes. here. Let's hear your secrets. I never have to plan for a, an event and at the last moment say, um, oh, ma'am, I'm sorry, but um, I'm going to have to work that day. That never happens to me. Work, that means you're not in charge of their time 100%. Exactly. Wow. Hmm. You know, they didn't tell us when we signed up for Dom School. <laughs> yeah, no. I forgot to take that course. They made it sound so, so seductive. Mm-hmm. You know, that what I said went without question, without boundaries. Um, the universe would just fall, in, fall into place. You know, it's one thing to have this whole evening planned out. And in your mind, it is so perfect. It's like a movie. You have all the scenes choreographed and... Uh, it is going to be so good. And at the yes. end, there's going to be this fabulous finish and everybody orgasms. And then as the sub walks in, they mention something. I think I got food poisoning. <laughs> and the whole movie just went right into the dumpster. Plan C time. And, you know, these are the realities of life. What are the things have you found? Yeah, time is restricted. I get a little frustrated with family responsibilities of some of my submissives. They have to travel to other states and it limits my being able to see them. But, you know, I'm not always in control and that's hard to swallow at times because I like to be in control. I have found it definitely a mood breaker sometimes when you got this great scene mapped out, as you say, this great evening, and then life happens and Sometimes it's just hard to get the headspace back mm-hmm. in, a, in, in a short order. A couple of my submissives are in another state and driving up to see them or dri- them driving down to see me. There could be car troubles. There could be yeah. the frustrations of traffic, which seem to put a wrinkle in the whole feeling when they arrive. Indeed. Yeah, sometimes. Uh, and I think that's a myth that the Dom is always turned on that it's a a mindset that we constantly have every second of every day that we are in this sexy kinky headspace Headspace, yes and folks listening it's not some days it's just not where my head is it's very hard to uh, have an emotional day at work and then come home and perform because however you look at it, uh, to be on, you are performing. Yes. It's hard to separate yourself from how your day went 
and have that matriculate down to your life when you go home. It's hard to turn that switch on and off. Oh, yeah, I had a bad day at work, but I have to be responsible for me, myself, and I, and two or three other people. And responsible for their moods yes. and their head spaces and making sure they had a good day or lifting them up if they didn't have a good day. And Well, the one thing that I have found to start by improving my day for sure is to lay down on the massage table and let them help me get my mind into the right place. Yes. That sounds like such a wonderful idea, but the massage table doesn't work for me. The only massage I ever had that worked for me was from a girlfriend. She was naked, large boobs, and I don't remember most of the massages I fell asleep. It relaxed me for sure, <laughs> but I was worthless. Okay. Well, once I get relaxed and the day goes away, I, I can then uh, do that chrome switch from the off position to the on position that you talked about. And then all of a sudden, uh, things can start to happen correctly. Of course, there may be a few... Uh, snores in the middle of the massage but <laughs> relax is a good thing well i think that it's so easy for the scene to go south and in places we don't want it to go if the headspaces just aren't in a positive frame to begin with uh, after all what we do is mutual benefit it's not abuse it's, it's pleasure for everybody even if it's painful it's still pleasure there is and time is really an enemy in in many cases you know, you come home, you plan on a scene, and then your little calendar goes ding, and it reminds you of something that you forgot <laughs> completely to do today and be ready for it, be a birthday or something like that, and then it all goes into the crapper. Or your dishwasher decides to spring a leak. Yeah. Ah, oh, yes, drain clogs. I remember oh. those, yes. Yes, yes. I had a few of those drain clogs. Mentally and actually. So, yeah, the the myth that the dom is always ready to go just is, I think that myth is busted. I would agree. And so what other things can be a myth that we were sold to? That I'm always right. You're always right, right? Unless you're wrong. This is my right hand, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's about as right as you get, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, he says as he holds up his, his, his other right hand. Well, we've never had relationships that, um, how do you say, went away because somebody wasn't right. Never happens. But, yeah. you know, uh, budding tops out there, first thing, listen to your subs. Sometimes they're right. Yes, it's hard to admit that at times, but it is true. We have to break it down. Um, we're, we're human beings. We're two human beings, tops and bottoms. Yeah. And the fact is that they have opinions. They have lives. They have uh, responsibilities. All of those things that we have also. And we're trying to somehow mesh them together like a couple gears that actually run well together. Not always possible. Sometimes you're going to skip a cog. But – what we have to do is try, and we're going to lay it out the way we want it. You know, we're, we're dominating the scene. We're saying, you know, this is the color you want to do it in. Sometimes it just isn't going to go. I want to be right. I try to be right, but sometimes I'm just not. That is truly the reality. And in my case, I really like intelligent women. 
Oh, I do too. I like a strong, intelligent woman. A strong, intelligent woman and to say, don't share your wisdom with me is such a waste uh, because they have life experiences. They have uh, insights that when properly presented can be quite beneficial. Now, I will agree there is a way to always approach these things. I don't handle sarcasm and bratties. Oh, I think you're pointing at me. No, 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 no. I don't see a brat in the room. Uh, they're not in the room. They're they're listening. Uh, in fact, one of them's editing, but, you know. But some people, brats are their thing. Brats are not my thing. But, you know, if my bottoms have knowledge, insights to bring, I really appreciate hearing it. I do, too. It is part of the interaction of life. And if you discount um, somebody for any reason, you're certainly not going to uh, cut the relationship down, uh, the power of the relationship. And so it is to listen. But in many cases, the submissive is in a more neutral mode. They want to be given the orders. They want to uh, surrender. And so finding that balance point is really tricky sometimes because you want to respect what they need and want. You want to do what you want. Finding the balance, keeping them in the scene, keeping them in the headspace, and keeping you in the headspace. And that brings up a perfect example of a constant friction I have with my living. Dinner time. <laughs> Dinner time. You know, soliciting input for dinner sometimes can really rattle my bottoms. They want me to choose because they do. You're right. They, they do want to surrender and turn brain off. And some days I want to turn brain off too. Right. Oh, yes. My first slave situation that I had back many years ago was one of those. And she walked in. She took her brain off, set it on the table, and the scene started. Unfortunately, I can't do that. I need a brain to work with. Questions like, what do you want for dinner? Anything you want, sir, is not the answer. Yeah, I can't micromanage a submissive like that. Well, I think my answer is, I want you to please me. <laughs> Take it. <laughs> yeah, but mine is, it's a relationship, so... If I'm going to be always right, if I'm going to be a deity, I'm a deity. But this shifting back and forth sometimes is is a complicated task to shift out of boyfriend into dop. Boyfriend, top. Boyfriend, top. Boyfriend, top. That is one of the hardest moves out there. And when you have a live-in situation where you're paying bills and you're dealing with their siblings, you're dealing with their kids, your own kids – all of these things just complicate the shifting from boyfriend mode or husband mode into dominant mode. You don't have a live-in. No, but hearing both of you speak of it makes me wonder if uh, I'm up for the task of having a live-in. It's something that I want, but it hasn't happened for me yet. Have you had the problem with shifting gears? I had a... Three and a half year relationship that was boyfriend girlfriend to vanilla and dominant submissive behind closed doors. Oh, so you had that complication? Yes, I have. I have, and I tend to 
try to stay in dominant headspace when I'm around my submissive. I speak to them the way that I would speak to them behind closed doors. I try to not break role, I guess I'm saying. But again, it is hard to keep vanilla out of it. So yes, it is complicated to switch between girlfriend and mistress, just as it is master <laughs> boyfriend. And my hat's off, off to you for even making any progress in that, because I struggle with that constantly. Majority of my time with my partners is spent in a non-scene situation. When my partner was cleaning uh, house today and it required consultation back and forth on do we need to keep this do we need to throw it out sometimes i made the call sometimes she made the call but i wasn't in a position to decide every item exactly that had to be dealt with this last weekend i was dominated by my house <laughs> and the house always always wins always. It, it it's always just like wins. vegas the house is always that's wins. right the house always wins yes Pressure washing uh, the sidewalk, getting ready for winter, cleaning out the gutters. Uh, you know, it was literally a list that took up an entire weekend. And yeah. that has a real tough impact on playtime. It does. Cleaning out gutters, getting, you know, everything bottomed up for winter. Sometimes I have to get my submissives over there to do it. And it's not a, a boyfriend-girlfriend situation, but I still have to be the dominant one and get them to get it done. But your situation, you have family living with you. So yes. there's a certain amount of circumspect involved Yes, uh, to not make the other people in the household uncomfortable. Uncomfortable, exactly. For years, I lived with, uh, we had children living with us and it was a constant struggle not to make the children feel uncomfortable by our lifestyle choices. Yes. Whenever you bring outsiders in, and, and I'm talking about children, parents, siblings, others by marriage, what have you, it is very difficult to do the balance because, you know, you have to look like June and Ward Cleaver, <sighs> Google that, to the outside world, to the vanilla world. And you're then trying to maintain some kind of a DS relationship with your significant others. It's tough. And then you add uh, external significant others to the situation. And, you know, you get into poly and that sort of thing. There is a balancing act. Poly, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I hope our listeners are taken away from this today that this is a human interaction between people. Yes. It is. Bottom line. The fantasies you see online, these snippets you see in a story are just that. They are a moment in time. And it's wonderful when they come together and work, but this isn't where most of us live unless your name is Don John. Don John. Donald John Trump. Oh. oh. Miss that reference. <laughs> <laughs> Don John. You know, and for him, he seems to be the ruler of his of his kingdom. Or he thinks he is. Uh, he, he has the same problems that we do, just in different flavors. Uh, yes, he does. Yes, yes he, does. he does. You can take the highest sultan, the master of the harems. They're all going to have versions of the problems that we laid out. Unless they are maniacal egomaniacs with, with unlimited money. Well, um, that would be a great thing. And so that means 
that they can sit and not make any decisions about running their empire because it would all be done for them. All done for them. Until the coup sets in and they lose their empire. Yeah. Or they kidnap the wrong person, blah, blah, blah. So we all have our boundaries. And budding tops, just realize you have boundaries and you got to work, work within them. And it works much smoother. The sooner you learn this, the less stressful your life is going to be. Yes. How about some advice for budding submissives? If you meet a dominant who thinks he's the king of the universe, run. Fast. You might think he's your dream boat, but it's not going to last. It can't last. And, you know, all the things that we've said here in the last half hour just are fuel on that fire. If he thinks that, you know, like the movie Fifty Shades, you have this rich guy who has no problems, uh, has this beautiful play space, has this beautiful woman, all these things, and he just lays it out. But then he ended up with all kinds of trouble, too, when he couldn't keep the domination on her. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and let's, let's be gender fair. Male submissives, when you think you found your, your dream goddess, look closely. Your dream may have a very heavy price. Yes. Says a woman that I know what an evil bitch she can be. <laughs> yes. There are a lot of pretenders out there, I guess you would say. Pretenders. Elaborate. Pretenders. They think because they can raise their voice really loudly and look really sternly that they know what it is to be a dominant and they can be everything you need them to be. Whatever your fetish is, they're the mistress of it. They know all about it. And when it comes time to actually do it safely, they're like, oh, you mean I can't just shove this sound down? Training. Mm. Are you saying that some of your sisters are, are, are not all that they seem to be? Um. Yes, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> ah, uh, there we have it. Uh, Woody, this is, this is gold. We just had a, yes. a dom admit that not all female doms are great because, because us men have been beat up upon over the years. I've got a funny that happened many years ago. I was out in Los Angeles at a, a big fundraiser for a dungeon out there. And there was a lot of people in the room. And so they were putting on little shows. And uh, this play space, during the day, it was a pro house. And so they had, I think, about five paid professional dominatrix working. And so they would put on this little show. And they'd get up on the stage and they'd ask for a volunteer male submissive. And so my mentor threw uh, her male submissive up on the stage and said, He'll take anything you can dish out. (laughs) (laughs) And so this mistress was a cute little Asian girl. She couldn't have been five feet tall, 100 pounds soaking wet. And she pulled out uh, a flogger, and she was going to flog this six-foot-four Marine. She uh, started into him, and uh, about two minutes in, he says, okay, you can start any (laughs) time. And she was just popping a sweat bead on her brow. So I would say that there was a lot of show and not much go there. Yes. Yeah. Sadly, it's it's out there. I think that that's on both sides of the uh, gender. Absolutely. That we have. It uh, is. That, that, that we have our uh, fair share of brothers that fail to deliver. Showboats. Showboats, or they over deliver. Try too hard. 
they try too hard and they don't know when enough is enough. Yeah. And this is the thing, submissives and dominance, you have to really respect safe words. You have to know when enough is enough. Look at, you know, the skin, the color of the skin. If somebody's tied up, you know, next week we have a nurse coming on the program that's going to talk about tying somebody up for too long and skin and tissue damage that can come with that. So let's everybody know our limits and respect it. Then we can all have fun. We do call this play. And so let's enjoy it. Amen, brother. I agree. Any closing words? No, just say safe, sane, and consensual. It's supposed to be fun. If it isn't fun, why do it? Why do it? Amen. And on that note, I want to thank my guest, Malicious Moon, for coming in our studio tonight. Thank you for having me. And the Beast, it's always good having you. It's a pleasure. And I thank you for the for the decor update. <laughs> it, it is a, a nice uh, addition. We, but we don't get to keep her forever, do we? No. Oh. She's dominant. Oh, Oh, that's right. That's right. You forget so soon. I'm a misogynist. <laughs> a misogynist? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody who likes to massage? <laughs> All right. Uh, All right we'll buddy. cut that somewhere. <laughs> you have been listening to episode 196 of the Kinky Cast. For more information about this show, go to kinkycast.com. The Kinky Cast is a production of Rooster in the Round. On behalf of all our Kinky crew, I'm Max. See you next week, when Nurse Ratchet tells us about shit you should never do.